0: These passages are worth us talking for hours. I, I, I could say that a lot of Sundays. I have wrestled this week as much with Scripture as I have in a very long time. These are wonderful, rich, deep, and challenging passages. And they're worth much of our time. And we're not going to be able to spend all of that this morning. But it's the kind of thing that I would love to talk to you about if you, ever, if you have questions. I have questions, so I'd love to talk about your questions and mine. <laughs> Let me start this way. If you were asked to give up the thing most important to you in the whole world, what would it be? I'm again. If you were asked to give up the thing most important to you in the whole world, world, what would it be? It's a hard question, isn't it? In this Lenten season, I am exploring and talking with you about how Jesus has come to make us one with God. The theological word for this is atonement, but at-one-ment. But in a simple, simple way, it is about how Jesus comes to restore a relationship that has been broken at the foundation of the world. And today I want to talk to you about how Jesus does this by giving himself in love. So in Genesis, we hear about a man who is willing to give up what he loves most in the world in order to follow God. I'm going to talk louder than that train. this story is is wonderful and painful and challenging, and unless you know something of the larger story in which it's taking place, a story in which God, this God, has shown Himself to be trustworthy, unless you know about that larger story, this story will sound crazy to you, at the least. And even if you know that larger story, it's still going to sound a little bit crazy to you. The skinny version is that this story turns out to be much more about God than it is about Abraham. The the layers of it are unbelievable. Why is it that Abraham, for instance, sees the mountain that God is leading him to on the third day? Why is it? Well, because this story in the providence of history is about a larger story. That's why. The angel tells Abraham in Genesis chapter 22, Now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son. And if you were to lay this side by side with Romans chapter 8, you would see that Romans chapter 8 is saying the same thing. But about God. This is Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He did not spare his own son, but he gave him up for us all. Why did God do this? Why did God give up his only son for us? Well, sin has left all of us, all of humanity. In a place of guilt, of broken relationship with God, with each other, and the world. And you could say that that's an oversimplification. I would say that we have not simplified enough the problem that is at the root of our issues in the world. Sin has broken, has ruptured everything. And all of us are left trying to make amends in some way. All of us are trying to live a life that will somehow repair what has been broken. We try to balance out the scales in our lives, don't we? All of us hope that at the end of the day, the good is somehow outweighing the bad in our lives. You know, people through history have even made sacrifices of various kinds, giving the most valuable things in their lives in an attempt to make things right. And that's the background of what Abraham is doing. People, since the fall, have all tried to compensate for their guilt in some way. This vague sense that I owe someone something for my life. People... Throughout history, have been trying to account for that. But Jesus is like the crescendo. He is like the end of a very long drum roll that has been going on since the fall. He is the highest point of all the offerings that have been made through all of history. He is the most valuable and the most loving and the most costly and the most beautiful sacrifice that could ever be given. Jesus gives himself. Why does Jesus does this? Why does he give of himself? We could talk about the sacrificial system. That's something we will talk about. But what I want to tell you this morning, what the passages this morning are saying, is that the reason Jesus gives himself is this, love. He gives himself in love. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. You know that most famous of all Bible verses from John 3:16? At the background of it is Abraham, who is willing to give his most beloved son. Nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus gives himself in love to restore us to love. The love That was at the beginning when God created all things in harmony with him and with each other. But we need to be careful. The love for which Jesus gave himself is not at all a sentimental kind of love. Love in this sense, in the way that God gave himself to us, is the most costly thing in the world. Any of you who have had to sacrifice love would know this, that love turns out to be the most costly thing in the world. And in giving his son, God promised to give everything. Again, from Romans 8, He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Abraham was willing to give up what was most valuable to him because he believed that God is trustworthy. Abraham had learned, had come to know that there are no zero sum games when it comes to following this God. That somehow, no matter what you give up, you will still gain. And Jesus gives himself for us and to us so that we can be one with God and also so that we can believe that God is completely trustworthy. We have to believe that God is trustworthy. Because even now, God still requires people to give up the most valuable things to them when they follow him. This is what our gospel passage is about. If anyone would come after me, let him take up his cross and follow me. Again, love is the most costly thing in the world. And to meet God's love, this love that has given itself to us, to receive that love means that we're to carry our own cross. To give up the life we may have hoped we would have or thought we would have to take on the life that he has actually called us to live. I think many of us, when we hear this passage, so Christians, most Christians have heard this passage. If you're not a Christian, maybe you're unfamiliar with it. But we hear this passage about, if you're to follow me, you have to take up your cross. And we think of it in this very metaphorical way. Okay, what are the things that are really important to me? And what, if he asked me to, do I need to make sure I'm really willing to give? Like, am I really willing to give away my money for him? And we go in our minds, yeah, sure, I'd be willing to do that if he really asked me to. Do you know what I mean? What about this other thing in my life that's really important to me? Would I be willing, if he really asked me to, to give that up for him? And that's valuable in its own way. But I think the the challenge for a lot of us is that our lives, if we're really following Jesus, will not look the way that we always hoped our lives would look. We will not, we might not have all the things that we hoped we would have when we're really following Jesus. And the question is, are we willing to take on the life that he's actually called us to live and forsake the life that we always hoped that we would live? Are we willing to trust like Abraham did? that if we follow that path that he's calling us to follow of sacrifice of laying ourselves down of choosing humility and selflessness are we willing to believe that in that life we will still receive something much greater than we ever could have received if we chose the life that we wanted are we willing to do that Jesus has come to make us one with God. And he does this by giving himself to us in love. To restore the relationship that has been broken at the foundation of the world and at the foundation of our lives. I want to ask all of us. Are you receiving the love that Jesus has offered you in himself? The forgiveness the, the mercy, the restoration, the sense of love, of being loved. Are you receiving that? Are you receiving the oneness with God that Jesus has come to restore? And are you, and this is the other part of this, are you offering yourself in return? Are you trusting him with those things that are the most valuable to you in all your life? Are you offering those things to him? Again, love is the most costly thing in all the world. God has given it to us. Are we giving it back to him? And we do all of this because of Roman, what Romans says. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. He will also graciously give us all things. Amen.